Well, welcome everybody. Holy shit, it's another day, another podcast. Looking forward to sitting down for an hour with you, talking about shit that's on my mind. That's what the whole point of this podcast is. There's no fucking rhyme or reason. This is just shit that I investigate, things I wonder about. And I love having you guys here with me for the ride, getting a lot of new listeners every podcast. So that is amazing. Just want to say welcome. Don't be scared. Come on in here. Grab your favorite tombstone. Dust it off. Fucking have a seat. Put your ass down because there's no fear here. This is an open place where we can talk about anything we want. No fear of judgment. That's what I've always said. This is just a place where you can let your thoughts go. Things you've been thinking about. Things that concern you. And that's what I talk about. So fuck it. I join you all to come along for the ride. And it is a great day today. Having a great afternoon. Can't deny it. It is April 12th, which is a Friday. And hope you're all having a great Friday. Hope you all had a great week. Got lots of shit done. Uh, I know today, you know, where I live, it's been a pretty good day. It's pretty warm. It's pretty much like a normal spring day. But, you know, we got clouds and then it's sunny. You know, that weather goes clouds and sunny. And then it fucking rained on my ass while I was sitting outside. Which was not fun at all, but hey, I'm a soldier. I'll fucking sit out there in a little bit of rain. I don't give a shit. Anything's better than the cold fucking winter that we had. So I'm definitely enjoying the weather. Looking forward to being able to sit outside in the, you know, and just enjoying the great weather because I have some wicked cabin fever going on. That I can tell you. So what did I do today, you're asking? Rick, Rick, what did you do today? Well, what do you think I did? What do I always say at the beginning of pretty much every podcast? What did I do? I went to the record store. Went to a different one this time. Went to one that I used to go to when I was like 15 or 16 years old. Can you fucking believe it, guys? That record store, Brian's. It's called Brian's. It's on Princess Street if you live in Kingston, Ontario. And uh, this guy's been there for fucking ever, man. It's incredible. Same owner. Same guy. I went and saw him today. haven't seen the guy in like 30 fucking years. And I told him about when I used to come as a teenager and shit and buy my music there. He always, you know, he was a shop that, you know, was awesome. He always had the fucking bootlegs and the really hard shit to get, you know, like back then. Like, you know, back, it wasn't like when you had, you you know, we didn't have YouTube and all that back then. You know, so it was really hard to get a bootleg of a concert or stuff like that. You gotta remember, this was back in the fucking 80s, man. This was a whole different world. No computers, really. No fucking uh, social media. No Facebook, nothing like that. No fit YouTube where you can just go and look at a band and people, you know, no phones that could download, you know, record video and shit, take pictures. Totally different world back then, guys. I say that to the younger people. You have no idea. You know, I've always said I love technology, but I can also tell you that technology's brought us down a lot too. So uh, when I went in there, it was amazing. It was like walking into the past, you know, like a time machine. It was incredible. And same dude, fucking a little older, you know, a little cooler. And, I mean, you, I could get lost in that store. I mean, I can't go looking through everything because I don't have a lot of money. And, uh, you know, if I had a lot of money that I could just burn, yeah, I could be, I could do some serious damage in a fucking record store. That I can tell you, especially now that I'm trying to build my collection again. And uh, he had a lot of great shit, man. A lot of stuff I wish I could afford, but... As uh, I've told you guys, if you want to get into vinyl, fuck, it's expensive. It is fucking not cheap like it was when I was in the 80s, man. You could pick up an album for 7 dollars 
double album, maybe ten ninety nine. Now you know for a second hand album, you're paying anywhere between twenty and fucking a hundred dollars just for a second hand album. First pressing albums are going for like eighty hundred dollars, if not more. And a brand new album is like thirty thirty five bucks. It's fucking not cheap. You know, it's definitely cheaper if you're just a music person. I like to listen to music. You know, get CDs. I'm definitely going to collect CDs and albums. And so today I got a few great albums. I got Kiss Alive 2 on vinyl and Kiss Dynasty. Two fucking albums I grew up with as a kid. And I've always said with my vinyl, I want to get albums that mean a lot to me. That's where the vinyls start. And so I got those two. And then I got two CDs, amazing CDs. I got a little Pink Floyd love pink floyd especially when you're high as fuck got the wall and i got animals amazing i cannot fucking wait to listen to them big fan of pink floyd uh wasn't a big fan when i was younger but uh as i got older and you know you gotta you gotta be fucking high to listen to pink floyd i mean you can listen to it sober but you want to rock your fucking world and blow your fucking mind Put on a little fucking Pink Floyd after you smoke a couple numbers and you will go fucking into a new world. And love those two albums. Uh, and Dark Side of the Moon, which I already got on vinyl. I wish I could have got them both on vinyl, but I got uh, Animals on vinyl today. But I had to get the wall on CD, which is just as good. I mean, it's, at least I got it. So that's what I did today. You know, hung out with my buddy, we went and got a coffee, hit the music store, great afternoon. At least I got the cabin fever out of my bones, because I was going fucking crazy this morning. Like, I just, I had to get out. I mean, I've been cooped up in this fucking apartment for the whole winter, and not having a good time. I, I, I'm i glad spring comes when it does, because I would think I would go crazy if I had another couple months or another month of winter, that cold weather. I think I'd go fucking crazy. So I'm glad spring's on its way here. You know, I'll take the fucking rain. I don't give a shit. As long as it's nice out where I can go outside and the weather's warm, I'm happy. So that's what I did today. Hope you guys having a great day as well. Now, what was I, uh, you know, you always, I always tell you that I'm watching a lot of documentaries and doing a lot of research online because I'm always hungry for knowledge. I'm always looking to learn new shit. I just love it. That's the one thing I do like about modern technology with, you know, the cell phones and stuff like that. You just got so much information at your fingertips now. There's no reason to walk around fucking ignorant of any subject or, you know, having no clue about things. You know, if you want to learn something, it's at your fingertips. You may have to do a little digging, a little searching, but you're going to find it. And... I was uh, watching, listening to a podcast last night, and the, uh, somebody brought up Walmart. And you know, I've always known there's some fucking weird shit going on, in, at least in the U.S. with Walmart and stuff. You know, they got them. Des some of them in Walmart's in the states are designated. If there's a disaster, they're going to be a FEMA center, and a lot of people, you know, like if you're into the conspiracy shit, people are saying that there's underground tunnels to some of the Walmart's in the U.S. and that connects to the fucking underground bases and shit who the fuck knows it could be true what the fuck do i know i don't know it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me because you know one walmart's a one-stop shopping for everything and it's basically taking down every mom and pop shop in this fucking town like walmart's just a monster here and uh as they keep getting bigger you know the other shops keep getting smaller and it's sad to see that's why i like the brian's record store that i went to today and i like going to zaps too because they're, you know, they've been here forever since I was a teenager, you know. 
and they're a local business. How can you not support that? I'd be damned if I'm going to go to fucking Walmart and buy vinyl there. I don't know if they sell vinyl in one in Kingston or in Canada even. I do know that they're apparently they're selling vinyl now to a limited degree in the States at Walmart. But even if they had a whole vinyl collection at Walmart, I wouldn't go there. I'd go to the local mom and pop stores where I go, these guys have fucking been here forever. And they're, you know, any business that can stand up to that kind of shit, I'm fucking there to support them. And that could be for any product. I'd rather support a local, you know, a local shop than go and give it to some big fucking company like Walmart. But on this podcast, they were talking about how Walmart has got some wickedly fucking weird patents. And you can do this. You can go and search patents in Walmart. Just go on Google, type in Walmart patents. And, you know, you do enough digging, you're going to find it. So that's what I did. I went and fucking, I'm like, I got to check this out because this is fucking crazy. You know, why would a store like that have fucking patents on weird shit? But they do. And this was, the whole podcast I was listening to, they're basically, you know, if you do any, if you know anything in the, if you're watching alternative news and media and stuff, you're going to learn that, you know, when you hear about China and places like that, that they're basically trying to bring in this Chinese social credit score where it's your, you know, you get a credit score and, and that uh, gives you entitlements to uh, buying certain things, not being able to buy certain things. Uh, it's really fucked up. You have to look into it. It's actually kind of scary because they're definitely trying to bring this in to uh, into other countries. And, uh, you know, that's all. it's all tied in with the Agenda 21 you know, and if you don't know what Agenda 21 is, and I don't know what the fuck to tell you, then you're not into you're not into checking out things like I am. But basically, what Agenda 21 is, you can Google that too. That's where they're talking about. You know, they want to ration water and food and basically fucking air and fucking everything else. You know, that's basically what they want. They want to break up states into different sections. You know, like eight different sections. It's really fucked up. It's like you could do five podcasts on agenda 21 and not even touch on it and now there's agenda 33 and fucked and all kinds there's all kinds of them but just basically you know google patents you know go or google you know google patents.google.com go check it out and then walmart and you'll see something called walmart apollo llc which is basically a a, a branch off of walmart where they you know they're fucking uh, it's like a sub uh branch of walmart research and they're basically fucking crazy shit they're doing and this is walmart people i'm telling you walmart let me just remind you this isn't a government agency it isn't like the fbi or the fucking rcmp or nothing this is a, a a store and they got a branch apollo llc that's in the fucking researching and that what are they researching you say Rick, what could they be researching like what the fucking best diapers are fucking you know, what laxative do you shove up your ass to fucking shit better? No. They're fucking researching tracking, surveillance shit, RFID chips, and that's all, you know, they want to put this kind of shit, this surveillance shit into all their packages. You know what I mean? Any fucking smart device bought at Walmart is basically can be used against you is what they're trying to tell you in no certain word, in, no, in not as many words. You know, but in all of their smart devices, and I think they want to eventually, what they're saying in the patent, they want to bring it into all their products where they're putting these fucking surveillance chips in. And then, when you got a smart device that you purchase at Walmart, you know, it's basically all the information is saved on that device. 
and for and even the people that you're around and stuff like that it'll fucking save all of that information so it's basically checking everything you do uh and uh you know they basically got what they call like a it's going to be like a special profile that's what they call it instead of calling it a credit score like they do in China, a social credit score. They're basically calling it like a fucking, you know, a social fucking, you know, they're calling it a, a special profile. It's going to create a special profile, these devices, for each person that, and then, uh, who purchased that item. And that is some fucking creepy shit, if you ask me. You know, you go buy a cell phone or a smart device, smart TV or something like that at Walmart, and then they got this technology in there that's going to track you and fucking... And basically surveil the shit out of you. You know, who knows? They could have cameras in there fucking watching you. You know, they could fucking have recording devices and, and recording everything that you do and the people around you. And that shit can be used against you down the road. And they're saying that it also affects this fucking special profile that they're trying to make for you. And that, you know, that basically, you know, if you get a higher score, it lowers the cost of shit you want to buy. I'm not saying they're doing that now, but this is what they want to do in the future. This is a future thing, guys. But it's scary when you think about it. Like, when you really fucking think about it, that scares the shit out of me. When you got fucking a company that has a branch off of it, you know, like a store, a fucking, you know, a clothing and grocery store that has a, a, a basically a research branch off of it, you know, that's right in the patents. This isn't me just saying this shit. This is actually in the patents. They have patents for this now, you know, and then I was also looking and Walmart's got a fucking patent for robot bees, which totally fucking blew my mind. You know, I've seen articles on this because what they're saying now is because of all the, the geoengineering they're doing and they're spraying the skies they're the pesticides, the fucking bee, and because of that, they're basically just decimating the fucking bee population, and that, you know, that's a just conspiracy, you can fucking research that, Google the shit out of that, and all the beekeepers are saying that, that they're fucking, the bees are fucking dying, you know, because of the aluminum that they're spraying in the fucking, uh, in the planes to blot out the fucking sun, which is going to be another podcast I do one day, but I'm sure if any of you take your fucking face out of the phone long enough this summer, just look up in the sky, man. Skies aren't fucking blue anymore like they used to be when we were younger. There used to be a nice blue, you know, you'd see fluffy clouds, the sun was orange. Now they've sprayed the, sh you know, you now you go outside and if it's sunny out, then you see the planes going back and forth and they're spraying those fucking uh lines of shit in the air they're doing like all different kinds of patterns like fucking checkerboard and tic-tac-toe patterns and fucking it's crazy you know i can't believe that people actually deny that they're not fucking doing something and that well they're just contrails yeah contrails i've lived by an airport my whole fucking life and i've seen contrails and when i saw them you know when i was younger they were from a jet that was way the fuck up in the sky when we were a kid you know you just see a speck and you'd see a little teeny contrail behind it, you know, and that was, that was what you saw, not fucking these low planes, and not doing like horizon to horizon, you know, they're definitely spraying it, and you can also google that, I always tell people, don't fucking believe what I'm telling you, I've done the research, I've watched the fucking thousands of videos on it, and listened to different lectures, and I'm telling you that they're admitting it now, that they're, they're, they call it geoengineering, 
you know, they're trying to say that the war planet's warming, so they want to blot out the sun to see if they can cool the planet down. And they're spraying fucking aluminum and barium and strontium and all this shit in the sky. And the bees are fucking uh, dying from that. And they're basically getting a form of Alzheimer's. Fucking bees are flying around. They don't fucking know what they are. I don't know if they know they're a fucking bee, for Christ's sake. So, you know, that's scary when you think. And then Walmart, you know, you can check it online. They got a patent for robot bees. And I saw that right in a March 15th, 218 article. And they were talking about how they're designing these robot bees that'll be able to go out and pollinate. Because basically, people, let me tell you something. I, I've done enough research and people, and I can tell you this 100%. If we lose the bee population in the world, the bee, the bee, honey bee population crashes and there's no honeybees, we are fucked. We will have no food, man. They are responsible for so much of our food. People have no idea because they don't think about it. When's the last time you thought of a fucking honeybee? I can't remember the last time I saw a fucking real honeybee, to be honest. I'm not talking about yellow jacket hornets and wasp and all that. I'm talking about a little fucking honeybee. When I was younger, in my front yard, I would see honeybees all over the place. You don't see that no more. There's no fucking honeybees anywhere. There, you know, I don't see any, but it could be the area I live. I basically live in a parking lot right now in an apartment building with a parking lot. So it's not actually the, like, my wife brought that up. She said, it's not exactly a place where bees are going to hang out. Fair enough. But yeah, bees are fucking, you know, they crash. Humanity is fucked. We're dead. The There's not going to be any food because they are responsible for like almost all of the pollinating it and they need them to do that to grow our food. So I'm just telling you people, when you see that the bee population because of this geoengineering and all the pollution in the world is crashing the bee population and then you got a store like Walmart on the sub uh, business on the side, they're designing fucking, they have patents for, you know, these little, uh, you know, electronic bees or whatever, remote control bees or fucking whatever you want to call them. That's kind of scary. I just thought it'd be something to bring up to you guys, something to think about. And it's fucking crazy. I just thought, why Walmart? Like, I don't understand that. I can understand if it was like a military and uh, a government agent or something like the FBI or fucking, like I said, the RCMP or any one of those. I can understand that. You know, they're into weird shit. But I just also thought to myself, if you got a company like Walmart that's got patents for this kind of shit, this tracking technology that they want to put in all their smart devices, which I think they already do have in all of their smart devices, like smart TVs and shit, but they're just coming out with it now. And then you think they got patents on these electronic bees, you know, that these little microscopic bees so they can do that. Could you imagine what the fucking governments of the world have? Like, think of that. If a place like Walmart, a fucking store... As a as patents like that, could you imagine the shit the government has? It just, it's enough to blow your fucking mind in my eyes. And you know they want, and with these tracking things in Walmart, they basically said they want. If you read it, it basically comes down to that they want to record specific characteristics. And this, that, like I said earlier, that'll affect your score. It gives you a positive or a negative score based on your actions. And then, you know, as I said, your score, it's going to affect the cost and the availability of items. And uh, that's fucking crazy, man. You know, and they want to monitor your carbon footprint, they're saying. 
and you know that's going to also affect your score so if you have a lot if you're leaving a big carbon footprint you have a lot of devices and shit like that that's going to affect this score that they're talking about it's really fucking dodgy wording that they use in it you got to read it i'm telling you people google the fucking walmart patents and then look at google apollo llc that's what you want to look at that's where all the weird shit is, a sub, like this, you know, a sub part of Walmart, like this little branch off of it. That's where the weird shit is. And that's what you want to check out, but it's just fucking crazy. As The more I read, I was just like, this is fucked up. And they worded weird. Like, you got to look at the words. You got to kind of, like, they want to weird. They, I don't think they want to, like, I don't really think they think many people are actually going to read this shit. And actually, but after I was listening to that podcast, I had to Google it and check it out for myself. I was like, I got to see this. Like, and it's there. Just like they said, it wasn't a podcast. This guy called in and he said, check it out. And he, and I did. And it was fucking there, man. And there's a lot of other crazy shit there that Walmart's all fucking part of. And it just, that was the first thing I thought of after I thought how crazy that was. I thought if Walmart is a, a store like Walmart's got crazy shit like that and patents like that, I would, it scares the shit out of me to think what the fucking government's got. And so I got, I watched a lot of shit like that. And then I kind of slipped into a, a documentary about the Georgia Guidestones. And I don't even know if I got any young listeners, you guys probably don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But you definitely want to uh, either go on YouTube and watch a couple documentaries on that or even Google it. You know, they basically call that the American Stonehenge. And, uh, you know, it's fucking crazy. The Georgia Guidestones are fucking crazy. And when you when you look into it, and I wrote some notes down here. I don't usually do that, but it, I just thought it was that important that we I had to write down some notes on the Georgia Guidestones because... I wanted to tell you guys about this. And uh, it's crazy because they basically, you know, obviously by the name, the Georgia Guidestones, they're fucking, uh, they appeared outside of, basically they appeared outside of Atlanta, Georgia and on a hillside in 1980. And uh, for like, I think a cost of like a half a million dollars or something like that, some crazy fucking cost. And what the basically the Georgia Guidestones are, they're like 107 tons of fucking solid granite. And uh, they have all these messages engraved in them. And they got like, they're all engraved. So picture this. And you got to Google a picture of the Georgia Guidestones. Even if you're listening to this, Google a picture of the Georgia Guidestones so you can look at them while I'm talking about this. And you're going to see how fucked up this is. And I found it super interesting. And basically they got all their messages encoded in eight of the most common spoken languages in the world and uh so they got it's in english spanish uh swahili hebrew arabic chinese russian and hindu so they got like they're basically got in all of these different languages there's fucking hieroglyphs on them and then if you also look at it, it's basically got all these slots in it and stuff like that. And it's it's designed to track the solar cycles. So it's like a Swiss army knife of everything. It's got these, and they're calling it also the new Ten Commandments. Like, And some people think it's the new Ten Commandments for after the apocalypse. Some people are saying that's the Ten Commandments, Ten Satanic Commandments. You know, some people are saying it's a good thing. You got half the people saying, you know, it's a good monument. 
And then you got the other half saying it's evil as fuck, and, you know, and there's a lot of conspiracy behind it. And it was built by a guy that, like, and nobody knows who built this. Uh, like, nobody knows the real name of the guy that built this. And uh, it was built by a guy named, uh, with an alias, which was R.C. Christian. So that was his alias. That's what people know. And he didn't want to know who, anybody to know who he was or, or where he came from or where he worked or who he worked for. But he was the one that basically, uh, that's who they say was responsible for building these uh, Georgia Guidestones. And it's fucking crazy when you look at it, man. Like, what's on these, like, commandments and shit like that. And uh, I'm going to give you, like, a kind of a brief... Uh, thing of what the Ten Commandments are, and like I said, they're written in all of these eight different worldwide languages, and basically what they are is they're saying that this is a way that they the world should be run, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, is it meant to follow for today? Like, is this the commandments that we should follow today? Some people say yes. Some people are saying that this is a it's meant because like, basically they designed this fucking monument, the Georgia Guidestones, to survive a nuclear fucking blast. Like, they're there to fuck, it's there to, and it can design, like, it can basically survive an apocalypse. And the location that they have it is in an area that's not going to be affected if there's, like, a major earthquake, you know, it's a safer zone. If there's flooding or anything like that. And basically it can survive a nuclear blast and all this shit. So a lot of people are saying that it could be there to uh, for people to follow if there's any survivors after an apocalypse. That's another theory, what they're saying, but... Let me just go ahead and fucking get into what basically the commandments are. So, one of them is, don't be a cancer on the earth. And this is just paraphrasing. This isn't word for word what they say. But this is basically what they're saying. If you want to know a word for word what they're saying. If you want to be that anal and know word for word what they're saying. Just fucking Google it. Or check on YouTube and you'll find what they say word for word. But this is the this is as close to it as I could get. As I said, the first one, don't be a cancer on the earth. Then number two was seek harmony. Number three was behave. Uh, uh, hold on here. Uh, basically, beloved personal rights with social duties. Like balance, sorry, balance personal rights with social duties. Number four was avoid petty laws. Number five is resolve international conflicts in a world court. Per number six, protect people with fair laws. Number seven is rule with reason. Number eight is unite humanity with a new language, which is fucking crazy. Number nine is guide reproduction wisely. And then number 10, which is the one that everybody box at, and that's the part that they think is evil, is number 10. That's the one you hear the most about, and people are saying, what the fuck is going on? But number 10 is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So basically, we follow that guy, that law. 500 million people and less. That means that basically 6 billion people in the world got to go. 6 billion got to get killed. That's it. Get the fuck out of here. Your time to die. Get the fuck off the planet. 
Six billion people. So that's why you got a lot of people saying that it's fucking evil and it's crazy. But, you know, when you read these, it's fucking scary, you know? Like, some of them I definitely agree with, you know? I don't think you should be a cancer on the earth. And a lot of them I agree with. They're not, you know... But some of them kind of creep me out because then we're talking about... It's almost like a dictatorship when they say, you know, unite humanity with a new language. So basically, everybody in the world is going to speak a new language. I can never see them getting that through. And, you know... It's just really crazy. And the fact that they don't know who the fuck the, the identity is of this RC Christian... A lot of them, you know, basically are saying he's a he's a part of the Rosicrucian, which is uh, it's like a fraternity, uh, you know, and also they call it the Ro uh, Rosen Cross, shit like that, you know. That so they're saying that's basically what you know R.C. Christian is a play off of Rosicrucian. That's what they're saying. That's why they think that he might be a Rosicrucian. And what a Rosencrucian is, is basically he was a, a Christian uh, Rosencruch was a doctor. And, uh, you know, he was into the healing arts and all of that. And then you got some people in the conspiracy theory are saying that he's not even a real person. You know, he never existed. Some people are saying that he was more than one person. He was a group of people. But, you know, he was basically... Uh, uh, Rosicrucian was basically created in the 15th century in Germany and uh, it was all about passing on lessons uh, to other doctors in that of a sacred knowledge you know a sacred knowledge of healing and they were into uh, the power of the mind you know and all of that kind of deep spiritual shit it was it's really interesting stuff and I found it super interesting. And, you know, basically all the people that first joined the Rosicrucians were all fellow doctors. And they had to take an oath, you know, to heal without payment, to heal the sick without payment. And, uh, uh, you know, they had to basically maintain the secrecy of this fellowship and that. It was basically all doctors that first joined it. Now I'm sure there's a lot of other people that have joined that are not all doctors, but... They basically, from what I can learn, is that their whole goal was to pass on this sacred knowledge of healing that this gentleman uh, was uh, uh, invest like learning and investigating and practicing. And you know, their goal basically was to find somebody to replace him before he died, so they could keep on passing. It's basically, you know, uh, uh, the mystery traditions, which I find super fascinating. I've always been into that. You know, the mystical arts, uh, sorcery, and uh, alchemy, and all that shit. I love that kind of stuff. It's just super interesting to me. So that's why I found this gentleman really interesting in this group. And they're saying also, if you look at the Georgia Guidestones from the top, it kind of looks like a rose and a cross. I don't, you know, like you see like the cross, and then it's kind of got like a square in the middle that you could kind of look like they're designed for, their emblem is basically a cross with a rose in the middle of it. Why they call it the Rosen Cross. So uh, it was really interesting, you know, and they're thinking that this is the group that's responsible for these Georgia Guidestones. And as I said, a lot of people think it's a really holy site, this uh, place. And a lot of people are saying it's evil as fuck. 
and that's basically where it is and you know now they gotta have cameras on it because it's been desecrated people are fucking drawing swastikas on it and fucking throwing shit paint at it and stuff like that so they basically you know a lot of people in the, at the beginning vandalized the shit out of this monument so now you can see that they got cameras all around it and stuff and then what was really interesting was it actually got updated in 2014 and there was this little cube added to it. Like, you'd have to see the design, but there's, like, this little slot that was cut out. And there was a cube added into it, just a, a granite cube. And then on one little side, it said two, two zero, And then on the other side, it said 14. So 2014. And that's when that cube went in there. And as far as I can tell, like, I don't know if they were trying to say that was going to be the end of the world or fuck. I don't know. But I don't know anything in 2014 that was so monumental that you know, it warranted that. So I don't know why they put that piece in there. And I also find it kind of hard to believe that they, you know, with all the cameras around this, I, I I couldn't find any footage of whoever put that cube in there. And I either I'm not looking in the right place or they're going to say, if you ask them that, you know, oh, the cameras mysteriously went down that fucking day and we didn't see who put the cube in there. But they ended up, from what I saw, taking the cube out and they smashed it apart and shit like that. So I don't fucking know what was going on with that update. They're calling it the update, but it's really wild. Like, it's you really got to look into it when I say that it's like the jackknife of fucking all monuments. You know, it's got the new Ten Commandments on it. It tracks the solar shit, like the whole solar system and the... Uh, the cycles of the sun and different stars and fuck it's really interesting so i really hope you guys when you're done listening to this or even look at the monument while you're listening to this just google georgia guidestones and you'll find a million pictures and if you go on youtube you'll find a million documentaries about it and you'll hear all the conspiracy theories on it and the people that say that it's good and stuff you'll find it super interesting i know i did that's why i'm bringing it up to you guys like i said it's just shit that i think about and I just found it super interesting and thought I got to share it with my listeners. And, you know, but the, holy fuck, the, Rosicru the Rosicrucian conspiracies are a mile deep. You know, like, you got some guys saying that it's an evil cult and a cabal that are trying to take over the world. And that they're in the mind control and that they're responsible for... Sirhan Sirhan, he was a Rosicrucian and he went and killed, you know, one of the Kennedys and crazy shit you know and then another guy was saying that the georgia guidestones are like humanity's tombstone then that and then you gotta fall you know after the apocalypse the people that survive will have to follow this to keep the world you know start a new world and uh just crazy shit man there's just so much crazy shit in the world and i you know you can sit here and do a hundred podcast and not even touch on the crazy shit that i fucking research and you know, the, the, you know, the Walmart thing just fucking blew me away. It just totally fucking blew my mind that you got a store that I think of as just like a grocery store, fucking clothing store. It's kind of like a one-stop shopping and I don't support it. I've never supported Walmart. I don't like Walmart. I go there as I think I've only been there maybe in the last five years. I'm lucky if I've been there twice because I just don't support it. They're fucking killing the economy and just small businesses are just getting hammered into the ground because they can't compete with a big store like that, these super stores. And that pissed me off enough. 
just the fact that they were doing that to fucking humanity, you know, and uh, store owners and taking over. And it's not just in, in the town I live in, you know. There's a lot of little mom and pop stores and that's still around here, you know. But they are shrinking. But I know in the States that Walmart in certain communities is just totally fucking destroyed the fucking economy there. Like, there's no mom and pop stores left anymore. Everybody in the fucking community is all working at Walmart. And to me, that would just be horrible. I could not handle this. That would be my life is just working at Walmart every fucking day. Fuck that. I think I'd rather be a bum on the fucking street panhandling than... I've always said that. If I had to fucking work in a store like that for some fucking boss that had no respect for me and fucking put that box over there and go do this and fuck you and do that, oh, fuck that. And I've always said I wouldn't want to work at a job like that and I don't fucking would ever want to do uh, telemarketing again or working at a call center. I worked for a phone company, uh, customer care, and I worked in activations for a cell phone company. It was fucking horrible. It was like the worst two years of my life. To know that you had to go there for eight hours a fucking day and listen to people bitch at you on the phone and and call you every name in the book and you had to sit there and be nice to them and shit. Meanwhile, you're just fucking, your tongue's bleeding because you're biting it so fucking hard because you want to tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm just, I'm glad I'm into the tattooing where I can make my own hours. It's creative. I'm using my mind. I'm doing art making a little money on the side or trying to i'm not now i'm definitely in the hole still i'm not making any money yet but eventually i will and i'm doing something i love something i enjoy getting up to i enjoy getting up and tattooing i enjoy getting up and doing this podcast i would not fucking enjoy getting up and having to go slug at a job like walmart or go to a call center or any uh, fuck that so that's why i encourage my listeners out there man find something you love doing any of my young listeners out there, the you know, you teenagers or even younger, even the older people, man, fuck, find something you like doing. It may not pay as much at first. It may not be a pop, you know, a job that is popular or something like that. But if you're doing something you love, it's true. You never work a day in your life. I used to hear that when I was a kid. You know, my grandfather would say that. My mom and dad would say that to me. And I used to be like, Mom, you're fucking great. What the fuck are you talking about? If I do something that I love, I'll never work a day in my life. I'm obviously working, you know, but it's true. You just, you know, when you're doing something that you love, you don't look at it as work. You look at it as it's, you enjoy doing it. And I just encourage all of my listeners, and I even tell my friends that I hang out with, you know, fucking find something you love doing. Don't look at the money aspect of it. Don't fucking do it just be for the dollar sign. That's where people run into these fucking problems. You know, they get involved in something because they want to make a ton of money and they don't have any real interest in it. They do, you know, and they go to school and they're learning about shit they really don't care about. And then they're miserable their whole fucking life because they're slugging away and they're dreading getting up in the morning because they got to go do their job they fucking hate. And they hate their boss and they hate the people they work with. And that to me is just a horrible existence. I could not imagine having to do that every day for like your whole life till you're fucking old enough to retire. Going and doing some job you fucking hate. Just do something you love doing, guys. That's what the key to the message. Find something you're passionate about that you love doing. And the money will come, man. I hope. That's my goal. You know what I mean? I always tell people there's a reason they call it starving artist. That's a word for a reason. That's a saying for a reason, man. When you start off doing art, whether it's painting or tattooing or... 
or any type of art like that, you you know, even bands and shit like that, you know, when they start off, they're all fucking starving. You know, they're living on people's floors, they're fucking eating fucking ramen noodles and shit, and they're, you know, they you're a starving artist. There's no money in it at first, unless you're lucky. Unless you're lucky and you, you know, and that does happen the odd time, but, you know, majority of people start off starving. And then they work their way up and then they start making a little money and if all goes well and the stars align and, you know, you're lucky, then you can start making a good living at doing what you love and at least you can sustain yourself. You may not be living like a doctor, a fucking lawyer, but you're living happy. I'd much rather be happy and fucking have a little bit of money than some of these, you see these rich millionaire people and they're miserable as fuck. And they hate what they do and they're just crabby people and they're all fucking divorced ten times over and their kids fucking hate them and they're miserable and you see them committing suicide and overdoses and that. So, I mean, I'm telling you, being a rich person maybe not be as all as glamorous as it looks. Yeah, you got a lot of money, but, you know, if you don't got family and friends and that and you don't love what you're doing, is it really worth the trade to sell your soul for the dollar? To me, it's not. That's just me, though. I mean, who the fuck am I? I don't know shit. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's my thoughts, though. Just fucking, guys, do what you love fucking doing, man. Go out there and find something that you're passionate about. Go there and attack it and fucking do it. And do it awesomely well. And hopefully, like I said, you make some money at it. But at least you're doing something that you love. And... That's what I just thought, you know, I just, these are the things on my mind, and that's what this show's about, talking about shit that is on my mind, and definitely the Walmart patents freaked, the, freaked me the fuck out, to be honest, when I listened to it last night, I was like, this is fucking crazy, man, and then I actually researched it myself, and they're there, you go and Google what I told you to, you're gonna see those patents are there, and there's even worse ones on there, I didn't even, like, I just told you about a couple of them. There's some crazy shit they got going on. And then I saw that I bumped into that Georgia Guidestone documentary. And that's what I want to tell you about. Because it's super interesting to me when you really get into it. And you watch a few documentaries and you read a few articles and stuff on these Georgia Guidestones. It really makes you wonder who the hell put that up there and the reason behind it. So I thought you guys would find that really interesting. I hope you guys do. Uh... If you don't, what the fuck can I tell you? You know, it's not for everybody. And I just like learning about different shit and uh, researching different things. I just find that a lot more interesting than watching like a sitcom every fucking night or, or, you know, any of that kind of shit. I am not into the fucking sitcom things and normal evening TV and shit that's on in the afternoon and that. That stuff drives me fucking crazy. And to me, it has no point. And it's just like junk food for your fucking brain. That's what I call it to everybody that I talk to that we talk about it. I just say it's just just like junk food or crack for your brain. And I'd rather put my brain power into learning something. You know, and if I can research something and learn something and get some knowledge out of it, to me, that's a lot better time spent than just watching like a fucking sitcom that has no point. And I just don't get it. But some, you know, obviously people love it. I guess, you know, a lot of people do like it or they wouldn't be on all, there wouldn't be so many of them, but I much rather learn some important shit and some knowledge that's going to improve myself 
I'm really trying to improve the person I am because God knows I got a ton of fucking flaws and I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to battle this disease I'm fighting with every day and, and trying to keep positive because when you're in this type of chronic pain, it definitely hammers you down and tries to put you in a bad mood and uh, a depressed mood, which is something I'm always fighting with. Depression is always nipping at my ass. And that's why I'm glad the spring's coming here. The nice weather's coming. I can get out. I can socialize a lot more. And because I think the worst thing for depression and that is being idle and just, you know, sitting around your house or your apartment and being by yourself and stuff like that. I think that's the worst thing that can happen for somebody with depression. So it's good to get out, get some sun on your face, some fresh air, talk to people. And that's why, you know, I love it. The spring's coming. And. So I know what you guys go through. You know, I know a lot of people fight with depression and a lot of people out there hate their jobs. You know, I talk to the young guy, a lot of young people and they're bouncing around from job to job because they fucking hate it. And, you know, they get paid next to nothing, which, you know, is bullshit. People's time is worth money. I've always said that your time is worth money. And so they're, you know, they're bouncing around trying to get a little bit of money because you want money to go out and take your girlfriend out and buy her dinner and a movie and take her home and fuck her. And, you know, what I mean, she's not going to let you lick her pussy if you're not fucking putting out a little bit of coin here. You got to put some money out, you know, and then, you know, you might get a little bit of pussy in the process. So, you know, that's why the young guys got to go out and get a job and, they, you know, because they got to get the pussy. And that's what I'm talking about. So I totally get why you take a lot of younger people take these shitty jobs. You know, you need some money to live and go out. And, you know, you got to jump around and kind of find what your niche is and stuff like that. But I generally think and I do believe that, you know, by, you know, by the time you're an older teenager in your early 20s, you kind of know what you're into. I would hope, you know, whether it's art. Like I knew from the time I was a little kid that I was into art. Like I loved art. So that's where my passion is. And then you got some people, they like fucking sports. You got some people that like skateboarding. You know, it's endless. And the trick is to find something that you love doing and passionate about doing and trying to make money at it. And if you can do that, you've got everything. To me, you've got everything. And then all the happiness will follow with that. You know, once you get that, that stabilized and that, and you're making a little bit of money enough to survive... And keep a roof over your head and some food in your stomach, you know, then, you, you know, that is, that's what it's all about. And so, please, guys, find something you love doing. I just got to keep saying that and hammering that into people because for my younger listeners, even for my older ones that are kind of wandering, I know a lot of some older people that are kind of flailing around, too, and not sure what they want to do and stuff. And that's the advice I give them, you know, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? You know, you know, and, and then follow that. To me, I just, to me, that's, you can't go wrong following that. And I wish I would have done that with my tattooing. I wish I would have fucking followed it when I wanted to, when I was younger, like 14, 13, you know, as I got older and that. But, you know, as I said, I listened to my fucking idiotic friends back then who told me, oh, that's too hard to get into, you know, oh, you're not good enough to do that, and you're, you know, you can't do that, you, who the fuck are you to be a tattoo artist, and I, like a fucking idiot, I listened to them, so, you know, for my younger listeners out there, or for any of my listeners out there, do not let anybody you know fucking tell you that you cannot do something, 
and then and then let them discourage you not in the uh, attempting to do it or putting some effort into trying to do it fuck them go out and do it if you want to do it go out there and fucking do it and don't be apologize for going out and doing it and don't fucking uh let anyone distract you from going out and do it because half of these fucks that go and tell you that you can't do it are fucking people that aren't doing shit they're doing jack fucking shit man not all of them but a lot of them they're fucking people that you know they just don't got the balls to go and try to do it themselves so when they see somebody else trying to do something what's the first thing they do they want to tell you that you can't do it and they want to put you down and i let people at a young age do that to me when it came to my artwork and my tattooing i listen to these fucks and if i wouldn't have and i got into tattooing back then you know how far i'd be now I'd have like 35 fucking years, 30 years, 25 years, somewhere around there, fucking of tattooing under my belt. Instead of only three. And that's what it's all about, man. You gotta fucking not listen to people. Go and follow in your, your dreams and what's in your heart, and you, you're not gonna go wrong. It's not gonna steer you wrong if you're being honest. Just don't let people influence you and shit and tell you that you can't fucking do something. Like, that's one of the biggest things I tell some of the, my younger clients when I'm tattooing them that. I'm like, the advice I can give you, the best advice I give them is do something you love and you're passionate about and do not fucking listen to people around you telling them that you cannot do something. If you take anything out of this podcast, fucking anything... Fuck Walmart, fuck the Georgia Guidestones, fuck me and my albums, fuck it all. Just listen to those two things, man. Just take those two things I said and run with that, and it'll be a podcast worth it. Just that part, it'll be worth it. It'll be great, man, if, I, if it even helps one person that's listening to this. It's a podcast fucking worth it. And... It'll make it make me feel like I'm doing something good and trying to help people, you know, to realize that, you know, we got to work on ourselves. As I always say in almost every podcast, we got to help each other out and uh, help each other in hard times and that. Because really, if you can't do that, what do you got, man? Like, I mean, you got your family and you got your close friends and... That's all you got, man. After all the material bullshit and it's all said and done, what do you really got? You got those two things. You got your family and your friends, and that's what matters. Now, that's what I've learned in my years on this planet. You know, material shit comes and goes. Family, you know, it, it's your family's your family, and, you know, everybody's got assholes in their family. I'm not saying that everybody in your family's an angel and you should be fucking, but, you know, you got to make an attempt. You know, at least make, try to make an attempt, and if you got bad blood between family members, try to work on it, try to make it better, and same with friends, you know, I've noticed that in my life, that tons of friends come and go, you know, and I wish I had friends that I could say that I've known since I was a kid, and we've hung out all the time, and we're always around, hanging out and that, but just, life gets in the way, man, just, it's weird, you know, friends come and go out of your life, and I was wish I was one of those people that had a friend that I've had since like high school and you're still friends with them and see them all the time. I'm still friends with people from my teenage years. Don't get me wrong. I still see them. I talk to them a little bit on Facebook and on messenger and shit and that. So it's not like I'm not, you know, it's just, I'm not with them all the time or see them like regularly and stuff. I basically just talk to them through messenger and see how they're doing and check in on them and shit like that. But 
Definitely don't see them all the time. It's not a regular thing, which I wish it was. So I definitely got to work on that because that's half my fault. You know, I can't be expecting everybody to reach out to me. I can, it goes the other way. And I find I do that a lot. I find that I'm always seem to be the one reaching out to people. And I wish it was the other way around. I had, wish I had people reaching out to me a little bit more and, you know, saying, hey, let's go fucking hang out, have a coffee or something, you know. It'd be kind of cool. See what's going on in their life. I find that shit really interesting. I, I love talking to people like that and getting their thoughts on things. And that's one thing I want to do on this podcast is get a lot of guests on here and get their point of uh, their point on certain subjects. Because everybody's got a different view on shit. Everybody's got different experiences. Everybody's had different uh, obstacles in their life and they're dealing with different shit. And I find that really interesting. And, you know, I think everybody that in the world has got something to offer. Everybody's got different advice to offer. And it's worth listening to. To me, it is. I just think it's worth listening to people like that. Listening to everybody. Everybody's got a point and everybody's got value uh, opinions. And I don't want to shut anybody's opinions off. That's why it's a free room here. It's an open room. Nobody's got to be worried about talking about certain things. I'll tackle any subject. May not know shit about it, but I'll give it a go. But I'll also let you know if I'm just talking out my ass and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm willing to talk about a lot of shit. So I hope that's what you at least take out of this podcast. I hope you guys actually take me up on that offer and go and Google fucking Walmart patents. As I said, look under uh, Walmart patents, Apollo LLC. That's going to bring you to the wonky shit that they're into, this side project that they're into, this side company of Walmart. Definitely check out the Georgia Guidestones. That'll fucking, that'll start, you know monster fucking your head man it's crazy shit man like just the fact that they put this thing up there and nobody knows who did it the identity of who did it you know you got some guy with an alias running around that nobody knows who the hell he is and i just find it interesting and then you get you know looking at the rosicrucians and shit like that you know that shit's amazing definitely and then you know it'll lead you to all kinds of shit there's so many different things you can check up on like and I find that all fascinating. I find the, you know, the idea of like uh, uh, Egypt and uh, aliens and all that kind of shit I find interesting. I think there's a lot of bullshit out there. Loads of bullshit. Especially when you start watching YouTube videos now. Man, there's some fucked up people out there. And they got, you know, some bad editing videos and that of like Bigfoot and that. There, people are saying they're Bigfoot, and you're like, damn man, they ain't no fucking Bigfoot. That's like your fucking uncle in a monkey mask, scratching his ass in a fucking tree, you know. <laughs> and they're trying to say that that's a fucking Bigfoot. So, well, it's hard to weed through all the bullshit, but you know, if you can, you can find some real gems out there and some really interesting stuff. And even the even the bullshit stuff is fun to watch, you know. If you are going to put some junk food in your brain and you got to, because I did find, I can tell you this, if you do a lot of research like I do on different main, like hardcore subjects, your brain gets fucking exhausted and it, I, it's a weird feeling. Like you kind of got to decompress, I call it. So then that's when I'll watch like music videos and I'll watch documentaries on bands I like and I'll watch stupid videos that make me laugh and, I, and you know, I'll do that for a day or two because after you do a lot of hardcore research and you just, 
you're it just so much information going into your head you've just got to decompress because it just it gets too much and that's one of the bad parts about technology too having all the information at your fingertips is that it's just coming at you so it comes at you so fast that you're learning it's you're cramming so much shit in your brain that you gotta eventually shut it down and just kind of let everything stew around in your head and categorize itself and i call it decompressing that's what i feel like it does so that's just a warning i'm giving you guys if you start going down these rabbit holes that you're gonna find that you get just you gotta once in a while just step back and laugh and shit and smoke a joint and chill out because you'll go fucking crazy if you don't it's it's intense shit going on in this world there's a lot of crazy shit which i'm going to be talking about in my next podcast like all the crazy shit that's going on in the world right now i'm going to lay it out for you man all the shit that i found and you're going to just it's going to blow your fucking mind man so but that's the end of today i want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this podcast I value every one of you people that listen, man. You guys are making this happen for me. I'm building it up one listener at a time. So please tell your friends about this podcast. Get them listening on Facebook and on Instagram. That Please share this podcast because I'm going to do it with your guys' help. I'm building this up from the ground up, and you guys are the, are the people that are making it happen. I can't do it without you guys, man. So please share this. Tell your family and friends about it, and let's get a lot of people listening. If you got a, a show idea, or you want to be interviewed, you want to discuss certain things, as I keep telling you, man, nobody's taking me up on this yet. You can leave a, an audio, like a voice message for me, right here on the Anchor app. If you just look, you'll find a spot where you can actually leave me a message. Just like phoning a phone, and you get an answer machine, you can leave a message. You can do that here, and I'll get that, and we can talk about your your comment on the next show. Or you can just email me, you know, cryptrictattoos at yahoo.com. Send me an email on Instagram, cryptrictattoos. Send me a private message. Lots of ways to get a hold of me. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. I hope you're having a great day. Go outside, get some fresh air, and I will definitely be talking to you in the next couple days. Stay safe and take care.